What a joy to be here this morning. And you know, we felt at home. Because this is all about the kingdom of God. It's just amazing to come to different parts of the world and get different flavors of God's creative genius. Because he created you. And so it's our joy to be here this morning and we bring love and greetings from Community of Hope, Mumbai. We are praying for Wales and you're a part of it, part of the kingdom of all that God is doing in these last days. And so I just bring a quick word of exhortation to you. Both William and myself are are really delighted to be in the midst of stars today because I'm not saying that, the Lord is saying that to you. You are stars in this generation because uh, the word of God says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God created each one of us with a plan and a purpose. And only you and I can spoil that plan and purpose. So as we obey the word of God... And as we determine in our hearts, even in these days of great trepidation, but we determine in our hearts that nobody's going to dictate to us, but that we are going to walk in the footsteps of the Lord and according to his word, being obedient servants of Jesus. Because it says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become, sorry, Pure and blameless children of God without fear and without fault in a warped and crooked generation. You know, Moses called the Israelites a warped and crooked generation. Paul reverses it for you and I. He says, we are in a crooked and perverse generation. Right? So he calls us stars in this generation. So beloved, continue to walk in obedience and God will work out his plan and his purpose for you. So that's what I want to encourage you with this morning. That as you hear the word of God, that you will determine in your heart that you are going to obey the word of God and let his purpose for you be fulfilled. Amen. And continue to enjoy this wonderful service this morning. Amen. Is this working? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Hallelujah. Well, God is so good. And it's very encouraging to be here today. But I am a guy, I like to get down with business straight away. Amen. My wife has brought you the greetings and we thank God for that. But I'm going to ask Rob to stand up. Rob, where are you? Rob, can you come here in front, you know, because the anointing is always in front. Amen. Amen. 
when he shook hands with me this morning downstairs i confess i hardly heard anything what you said because suddenly god dropped this particular portion of scripture into my heart and said to me tell him that it's from exodus 34 and it's god saying to moses and the lord said to moses hew thee two t- tables of stone like unto the first and i will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest god is repeating his works and his anointing with you in your life again amen there is a repeat that is coming there is something that god is going to redo and when he redoes that he will do that with his own finger amen and i want to say this to you and the lord descended in the cloud that's the move of the spirit on your life god is going to descend on you you're going to become one of the one of the top songwriters in wales amen and the songs that you write are going to touch the hearts especially of the broken your songs will have the power to join and mend broken pieces man that's what god is going to give you and he said and the lord stood with him there god is going to stand with you this is a new season of your life and it's a refreshing it's a renewing it's a repeat amen as you proclaim his name from stages all over this country amen and the bible says the lord passed by before him and proclaimed the lord the lord god the merciful and gracious long suffering abundant in goodness and truth this is who jesus really is and this is what you are going to share with the lost god is going to bring you the lost god is going to bring you the broken god is going to bring you the shattered god is is is, is going to bring you those that have no hope and as you sing my brother god is going to you know because this is who he is he keeps mercy i like this number it says thousands <laughs> forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin that will by no means clear guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation he's going to be god hallelujah he's going to be god because he's going to pass before you and he's going to stand with you and he's going to proclaim his goodness to you and you will take the stones that god has written on your own heart amen the new testament says he has now written on the hearts of humans amen and you're going to let people read it through all that you worship and all that you sing god bless you amen hallelujah Amen. God is God is really good today. I just I just like to just begin to share um the things of God and I want to say very clearly I'm going to talk about destiny. Amen. Destiny is very important. 
Many, you know, many, many people want to know about destiny. I come from a land where people always ask you, what is my destiny? Amen. Somebody asked me one day, he said, you know, uh, what is the will of God for my life? How do I find it? I said, very easy, very easy. Go home, read your Bible. Amen. Very easy. You want to find destiny. Destiny is the original plan and purpose of God for you. Something that you may have lost, uh, you know, in the past or something that you still have to attain in the future. That's destiny. Destiny is what God has already planned in the beginning for you. Now let me tell you this. The day you were born, God put his destiny in you. Amen. And it's not a superstition. The day you were born, God put his destiny. The day you were born again, God started to fulfill that destiny. You are so special. Turn around, look at one another. Don't be so serious with me. I come from India. We are smiling all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. When an Indian smiles, there is something happening in his mind. Amen. Destiny comes through visions, through dreams, through circumstances. But God will always reveal who you are. And I'm afraid that some of you that, that, that are sitting here... I seem to have lost your destiny, lost your way, and are saying, God, what do you really want me to do today? I can't find it. I'm not happy enough. I have everything, but I'm not happy enough. I have everything, but I'm not satisfied with what I got. I have everything, but it's so difficult to live life. Amen. I preached the other day in, 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 in India. I said, why is the church so difficult? Man, people find church difficult. And after the pandemic, we have so many pajama Christians. <laughs> Amen. They don't want to come to church. They'll still be in their pajamas with their coffee. Put the TV on because the service comes on the TV. Man. And so we birthed a new generation. The pajamas. Destiny is a predetermined course of events considered as something that is beyond human power and control. Hallelujah. That's so important. God has something for you. If you've not touched it, I believe that this day God is going to open the, 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 you know, uh, the portal so that you can reach out and touch. See, let me tell you something. Jacob, he was sleeping with his... I don't know, he never had a pillow. He had, nobody travels with a pillow nowadays. So he wrapped a piece of cloth, put it on the rock, and he went to sleep. And sometimes we find the church having found a rock, but sleeping on the rock. But when he awoke... He was so surprised, he said, oh my, this is something different. This is the gateway of God. Amen. There is something happening here. What was the gateway? Angels going up and down. That's the gateway. And that was the portal. 
And so he dedicated that place. Amen. And he called it. Come on, can you tell me what he called it? Huh? Bet El. Bet is house in Hebrew. El is Elohim. Bet El is this is a house of God. That means this is the place where God stays. He doesn't leave. I believe that God is opening a portal. He's already opened a portal in your midst. You have to begin to realize that. That the supernatural is moving up and down. From earth to heaven, heaven to earth. Earth to heaven, heaven to earth. There's a supernatural move of God. And if you haven't noticed it, some of you will catch it and start moving in the things of God. That when you walk on the street on a nice summer's day, like, is this summer now? <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, nice, nice sunshiny day like today. And if somebody's sick there, they've got asthma, they're sick, and your shadow falls on them, they'll be healed. That's what destiny is. You can't tell what God is going to do. Because God is going to surprise you. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed thee, before I formed thee in the belly, before I knit you together, before your DNA was put together, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee. Do you know what sanctification is? It's very powerful. <clears throat> sanctification, if you look at the Old Testament, I love the Old Testament. I, I, am, I have studied for 49 years the Old Testament. Not that I don't go to the New Testament. Yeah, there is. But it has, it has gripped my heart. The prophets, the patriarchs, the poetry, the power, the principles. Fantastic. And if you, when I came to know the Lord, I, I would read my Bible. You know, I lived in front of the zoo. One of the biggest zoos in, in, in the western India. We just lived across the road. And I would take my Bible. And I would go into a quiet place. And I would open my Bible and read. Sometimes for eight hours. Nine hours at a time. And I would weep. And I would say, God, why I did not come to know this before. I was only 21 years old. I never went to Sunday school. My parents hardly went to church. We were festival Christians. There are a lot of festival Christians. Only festival be dressed up, go to church. But I came to know that God has a destiny for me. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Hallelujah. I know what I think. You know, do you know what God thinks of you? I don't know what you think of yourself. Today when you looked into the mirror and combed your hair, what did you think of yourself? But God says, I know what I think of you. I know what you can do. I know how I created you. I know I made you to raise the dead. Hallelujah. I made you to lay hands on the sick. I made you to preach this gospel. I made you to, to become a woman or a man of God that can change the world around you. That's who you are. 
And Job chapter 42 and verse 2 says, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from me. Job, full of pus, full of boils, with broken pottery, scratching himself and probably his body was smelling. And he says, Lord, I know. I know. I'm not looking at what's happening to me. I'm not looking at all the houses I've lost, the children I've lost, the cattle I've lost, the sheep I've lost, the donkeys I've lost, everything I've lost. But I know one thing, I know one thing. I know you can do anything. Are you in that position today? You may have lost a lot. And you sit down and complain, oh nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. But I want to tell you something. God knows who you are. God made you different. When he was told, curse God and die, he said, I know my Redeemer liveth. You can't change my mind and my heart. You can destroy my body. You can't change my mind and my heart. I know, I know. That Greek word is very powerful. Ginosko. It really means, I know that I know that I know that I know that. You can repeat it how many times you want. That God is there. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to share with you. <laughs> I want to share with you about destiny. And you know, let me say this. Before I open the scriptures. A man with true power knows the knowledge of God inside of him. Hallelujah. Do you have the knowledge of Jesus inside of you? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come by hearing other things. And many times we hear the world. Many times we hear what promises others make. But it's time to turn to the word because it's the word. And the Lord says to you, you shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that bears its fruit in its season. And whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. You know when it says, bear fruit? The natural is, we go back to Bombay now, Mumbai. We go back into mango season. Some of the best mangoes come from there. And the mango has a seed. But when the Bible quotes it, this tree that is there is not only bearing one fruit, it's bearing all kinds of fruit with all kinds of seeds at one time. Hallelujah. So you're looking at a tree that has apples and mangoes and bananas and everything just growing on it. That's who you are. That's the prosperity that God has given you. It's unlike the world. It's supernatural. Amen. How many of you believe that? Come on. Let it. How many of you believe that? That God can do a supernatural work in and among you because of destiny. This gateway church here in Abergavenny. Amen. You have a destiny. Nobody can stop that destiny. Hallelujah. Go into, you know, the quietest place 
is the cemetery. We call it the death center of the city. Very quiet, nobody sings there, nobody worships there, nobody tells you great stories of faith, it's a very quiet place. The only thing there are names, when he was born, when he was dead. But sometimes they put a little sentence there. I remember, I will never forget this. I went to one cemetery and at the bottom was written, he missed his destiny. What sad words. I'm sure you don't want that. So turn to with me to Mark chapter 4. Actually, it's Mark chapter 5, but I like to start before. Amen. Mark chapter 4, the story starts there the same day, uh, you know, was, was 35. When, uh, you know, when evening was come, Jesus tells his disciples, okay, Let's go over to the other side. Now there by the Sea of Galilee, he's teaching and teaching and teaching. He's talking parables. And the Bible says, to them outsiders, he talked in parables. But when he met with his disciples, he expounded the word. Praise God. Amen. Is that in the Bible? And so he said, let's go to the other side. And as soon as they started to get into the boat, the Bible says this. Please, please read your Bible. It's very, very important. You know, it, 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 it is so important. It says, and a great, there arose a great storm of wind. The Greek calls it mega. Mega. Amen. It's a great storm. You see, if you've been to the Sea of Galilee, we have been many times there. Usually the wind comes from the north and it sort of spins around there. It comes from the mountains and it spins there. There are little storms. Yeah, the sea is a bit rough. But this was mega. This was something big. I'll tell you why it was so big. Because these were fishermen, isn't it? They're not afraid of the waves. He said the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now full. That means water was coming into the ship. And Jesus was sleeping. They woke him up. He said, Lord, we don't know what's happening. We've never had this storm before. This is a mega storm. Man, I'm starting to slip here, but it's okay. This is a mega storm. And Jesus was sleeping on a pillow. Thank God Jesus uses pillows. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like us, isn't it? And he arose. The Bible says, he arose. Man. And he says, he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea. Two things he did. He rebuked the wind and he spoke to the sea. Now listen to this. Your Bible says peace. Be still. He didn't come in that way, you know, at the edge of the boat and said, peace. Be still. No, 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 no. The Greek word is siope. Not arini or shalom. You know what it means? It means, shut up! Yeah. Hallelujah! Look at the Greek. 
Jesus stands under the boat. He looks at the wind. He looks at the sea. And he turns around to them and says, Shut up! And he turns around. Authority. Man, that's what God is going to give you. That's your destiny. Amen. Then he turns around to his disciples. He says, why you guys are so fearful? Can't understand. You never use your authority. Come on, man. I've been teaching you. Now see what I did and copy me. And they feared exceedingly. And one said to another, what kind of, what kind of man is this? Listen, they said, the wind and the sea obey him. I want to tell you, you can turn around the wind and the sea just by your words. I have a friend in Florida. And you know, there's a lot, it's very, very, uh, uh, what they have, they have these storms coming in all the time. It sort of spins there and comes in. But you know what he does? He, he just stands there sometimes. Even the news media has taken him. Amen. I've seen news clips of him. He stands there and he speaks to the storm. He said, turn around from here. You have no authority here. And within the next 24 hours, you see the storm come back into the sea. Hallelujah. Authority. Do you believe you have this authority? And you can tell the demons, get out from here. You have no authority here. Because I have a destiny in God. And that destiny is going to be fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When I married my wife, I never had one white hair. Amen. And she's, if you notice, she's taller than me, if you noticed us. Her thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Amen. I love to enjoy the presence of God. Do you enjoy His presence? Oh, I love. I love to sit around with God's people and just enjoy His presence. Amen. And then the chapter 5 begins. You know, chapter and verses only came somewhere in the 12th century to the 15th century. You know, Wycliffe brought it, others brought it. But before that, there was no chapter and verse. Amen. It just went one to the other, one to the other. And the New Testament was all written in capital coin Greek. Amen. For those of you who have studied Greek. For my wife, I always tell her, it's nothing but Greek to you. (laughs) And then they came over to the other side of the sea. Now I want to take this verse... And I want to look, uh, compare with verse 35. Let us go to the other side. And the Bible said they came to the other side. Let me tell you something. When God tells you something, yes. He'll fulfill it. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter what the storm is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the opposition is. Yeah. When Jesus spoke to the storms, let me tell you something. These are territorial demons yeah. that were coming against the will and purpose of God. That's why God had to tell them, shut up. And there are territorial demons. There are dark evil spirits. Here in this city. That are coming against your finance. Your health. Your family. Your children. 
It's time you started to rebuke that and restore everything to yourself. Hallelujah. This is what God wants to do. When I say this with all my heart, they came to the other side, to the country of Gadarenes. Ooh, you wouldn't want to go there. And when they came out of the ship, immediately a man came running to them. I want you to know what demons do to humanity. They took away his dignity. They brought violence in his life. He cut himself up. He screamed at night. He was in turmoil and pain. Beloved, we may not see this outside, but there are many people like this on the inside. And they roam the streets all over the world. They've been cutting themselves up. They've been destroying their lives. They've been, they've been, they've been, they've been, you know, they, they have lost their dignity. They have lost their humanity. The devil does that to you. He takes it away. He doesn't kill you instantly. He makes you suffer. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I am come. Come on. That you might have life. No, no, no. Just not your life. Life in all its abundance. I like the Hebrew word. It says, you know, Chaim. Chaim really means life. It's the life that the same life that God blew into the nostrils of Adam. And he became a living soul. Amen. That's so important, beloved. Bible says he has been bound with fetters and chains. And he broke those like eggshells. <laughs> this is my version. Billy Stones. Man. <laughs> and day and night, people could hear him crying in the tombs, living among the dead. Do you know how many people are living among the dead? They may dress properly. They may speak very good. They may have a good bank account, good home. But they're really living among the dead. Now what destiny does, destiny brings you to them for you to speak the words of God so that they can really be set free. If the sun shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. And when they saw Jesus far off, these spirits recognized who he was. The problem is, demons recognize Jesus. Humans don't. It's sad, isn't it? Demons will recognize. And that's what they said. They said to him, What have you to do with us, Jesus? Thou son of the Most High God. Can you tell them? Can you, can you see this? They're calling him deity. They recognize his deity. They recognize his godhood. They recognize his authority. Men don't. Am I saying something right? We live in such a society, beloved. 
We don't recognize Jesus. And Jesus didn't waste time with them. You know, he got to the point straight away. Get out from here. They went on. Gone. They're not going to argue. They brought a demon-possessed guy in our home one day. And uh, he collapsed on my carpet. And he nearly started vomiting. I thank God for the, for the speed of my wife. <laughs> she ran into the bathroom to brought this bucket and he vomited. And when he vomited, he brought out, was that rusty nails? He brought out huge flowers, stinking. He brought out bunches of hair. He was demon-possessed. I said, oh, how did these rusty nails land up in his stomach? He was demon-possessed. I don't know what he was doing with nails. And huge bunches of hair. And I said to him, get out, get out, you demon, in the name of Jesus. He looks at me into my eyes. He says, tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock. I said, you're not going at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm not going to wait here. You're going right now. No, I'm not going right now. Tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock. I said, no. You go right now. And you go in the name of Jesus. By the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. In Jesus' name. Go! The moment I said go, he screamed. And the demons came flying out. Amen? That's what God wants. The man was free. His family was free. We had to buy a new bucket, by the way. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to talk to you about, you know, the herd of swine and everything. There's There's a solid, solid word there, which I would like to bring. But today I don't have the time for that. And he asked him, he says, who are you? He said, I'm legion. Legion? He took a Roman name. Maybe they were Roman demons. I don't know. But he said legion. Legion means 6,000 and about 725 horsemen. So it's about 6,725 demons in this guy. Can you believe how much a human body can take? They were all living inside of him. No wonder he was cutting himself. No wonder he was doing things unnatural to the human body. And when people do things unnatural to the human body, we know that the demons are involved. And they're real. Jesus dealt with them. The man was free. And they that saw him, verse 16, told how it befell him that he was possessed with the devil. They also told him concerning the swine and they began to pray to Jesus. They said, you go from here, man. We're losing our business. Amen. And he that had been possessed with the devil. Amen was sitting there. He was sitting at Jesus' feet. 
He was dressed, fully clothed, on sound mind. These are three signs. These are three signs of discipleship. Number one, the eastern sign of sitting at the feet of Jesus. I'm ready for you to be my rabbi. Teach me everything. Number two, I'm fully clothed. I am sound where society is concerned. And number three, I have a right mind. I can think just like you want me to think. He was ready. And Jesus tells him, he wants to go with Jesus. They were climbing up, up the ship and Jesus says, hey, 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 where are you going? He said, I'm coming with you. No, 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 no. You're not coming with me, son. Look at verse 19. Now be it Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home to your friends. Tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee. How he had compassion on thee. Amen. And he departed, verse 20. I love verse 20. He departed and began. And the King James uses a very powerful word. Uses the word publish. Amen. He published the gospel. When he published the gospel at the Decapolis. The ten cities. You know, here's a... The river Jordan, here's Galilee, the river Jordan, the Dead Sea and everything is here. This was the Decapolis. The Gedites lived there. He was from Gad. And here was the Decapolis. Ten cities. He went there to the Decapolis. And he spoke, he published. Published means not only by mouth, but by signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Are you ready to publish? Amen. The Deca, Deca means ten. Polis means cities. The, the ten cities. They were Hellenistic cities for the Roman Empire. Amen. They're actually the, the south of the Levant. If you look at it. Amen. They were sometimes described as a league of cities. They were under the Roman government. Hallelujah. They were a political unit. And today, if you look at that, it consists of Israel, Jordan, Syria, Syria, Palestine, Damascus. Listen to me. One man. One man. Jesus told him, go. And he goes to the Decapolis and he starts a movement of God so powerful. It spreads right out to Syria and Palestine. One man. One man. I'm talking about destiny. I don't want us to lose that thought. How did Jesus know this guy? How did Jesus know this guy was very important? So important that when they were crossing the sea... The storm was so big. And the storm was not just a storm. There were demons involved with the storm. How did Jesus know that this man was possessed by a legion? Uh Turn with me. I'm going to show you something from the scriptures. To Genesis. Chapter 42. 49, sorry. 
In Genesis 49, I'll tell you who he is in a moment. Jacob. Remember the guy who found the portal? He's a portal man. Beloved, this church is living inside a portal. God is expecting much more from you than just coming to the church, clapping your hands, giving your offering, in exchange drinking all the coffee. I'm going home. For us, I love Starbucks. I don't know if Starbucks is here. But I don't call it Starbucks. I call it St. Arbucks. And it's very expensive coffee. So while, you know, it takes all the gifts of the Spirit for me to exercise at one time, if my wife goes shopping. So I prefer to sit at Starbucks. Because coffee is better than that. Jacob, the man who understood the portals of God. The man, now listen to me, God always introduced himself. is I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I'm the God of families. I'm the God of generations. That means when you're saved, you can believe God for your family. And no matter how much the devil has devastated, I'm going to say something to you today. I'm going to prophesy on you. Believe your family will come through by the power of God. Amen. Because he's the God of family. He's the God of generations. And here was Jacob, Yaqub. <laughs> Yaqub. He's a very sinister guy. Mm, nobody could trust him. God had to wrestle with him and take his hip out of joint. You know, when you start moving with God, He puts you out of joint so that you can walk with Him, not run before Him. And so that, you know, the Jews till today don't eat the thigh joint of the sheep. Amen. But I want to say this. Jacob is now dying. And he understands his last days. You know, it's amazing to understand last days. We are living also in the last days. Jesus said it will be like the days of Noah. Study the days of Noah. You'll know what's happening. And he calls his sons. He calls all his sons. Now, his sons are probably over a hundred years old at this time. He calls all of them. Come here. And he's leaning on his stuff. And he says, I want to prophesy on each one of you. I'm going to give you destiny. Yeah. Hallelujah. Destiny. And he starts. He starts with Reuben. Simeon. Judah, Amen, Zebulun, Issachar, Dan, and then 
in verse 19. He comes to a guy called Gad. And it's amazing if you look there. Gad has only one sentence. You know, sometimes they say, you know, they had, he had such a long prophecy for this man. Huh? To me, he looked and said only one sentence. You know what I tell them? God didn't want everybody to hear. He will tell you what he wants. Now, what did he tell Gad? This is what he told Gad. Gad, our troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at last. Just a one sentence. Gad. Listen. Now, who was Gad? If you read Chronicles, especially if you read First Chronicles, man, chapter 12, verse 8, if you want notes, here it is. The Gadites were the fiercest warriors. They were strong. They were fearless. Amen. They were good with the sword, the spear, the shield, the buckler. They were great guys. And Joshua put them in the north so that none of the northern armies could come in to attack Israel. These were the Gadites. They were the strongest guys. And the Bible says something. They had the face of lions. Amen. Tough guys. Warriors to the core. But somehow if you read the history of the Gadites, they lost all that. And here was this man from the Gadarenes. This is my, means the area of the Gadites. Hallelujah. He was there. And he was a Gadite. Jesus comes to him. He had a reason. Jesus had a reason to cross over the Sea of Galilee. He had a reason to bind the storm. He had a reason to, to cast out legion. Because this man had destiny on him. From where? From the times of Jacob. And I want to say this to you. Doesn't matter how many years have gone. Doesn't matter when you were tiny when a prophecy came. I want you to know there's a destiny on you. And that destiny will take place because Jesus comes to set you free to do what God wants you to do. And this Gadite man would go into the Decapolis, change the Hellenistic culture to the power of the gospel, right up to the Levant and right up to Syria. Damascus. Hallelujah. Do you understand this? Do you understand? This is destiny. And I want you to know today that you have a destiny. I'll close my Bible as a sign. I believe in signs. Amen. You know, we had a ministry of signs and wonders. Great signs and wonders. When the children were small, Bev would be standing at the back with the children. I would be preaching in front and she would make signs to me. And I would stand in front and wonder. <laughs> so I told people, we had a ministry of signs and wonders. Still when she sits around somewhere, and she, I still wonder. <laughs> Amen. So I want to pray for you. I want you to know that 
Pastor Christopher, this church is a very important church. It's a portal. It's a gateway. It's something that God has established. And you both have a destiny. Amen. You, the church, both have a destiny. And that destiny will come to pass because God hasn't given up. Jesus will cross any mountain. He will cross any lake. Hallelujah. He will do anything to get to you, to get rid of your oppositions, to get rid of those things that block you so that you will fulfill the anointing of God that was spoken to you. That's what Jacob said. You will come against a troop, Gad. And that troop in the Hebrew is a very powerful word. It means a great band of thieves. <laughs> Did you know the devil comes to steal? This poor man came against this band of thieves that possessed him and nearly killed him. So I'm going to ask you to please stand. I never leave any place without a challenge. I'm going to ask you to take your right hand and put it on your heart. These are days where God has to move again on our hearts. It's the days where the Holy Spirit will start to bring destiny. And I pray today, I pray, I pray that destiny would take place in the lives that are hearing the sound of my voice right now. Even to uh, Rehoboth. Yeah. Even to those that will hear it on the YouTube or wherever. Facebook. But I want to say this. There is destiny being formed here. It's being formed in your life. It's been formed in your mind. It's been formed as you have your hand on your heart. Father, today, I pray that everyone would never go away without their destiny being fulfilled. And no matter what they have lost, no matter what has fallen out of their grip, you would bring it back by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray that. Close your eyes for a moment. Let's pray that in Jesus' name. Let the power of God touch you afresh. Father, we thank you. Tell him you love him, Lord. Tell him you love him. Say, Lord, I love you. I love you. I can't understand everything. But I really love you. If your husband and wife, hold your hands together. It's so important. When two shall ask of anything, it shall be done. We release the will of God. We release the destiny. We release the power of God into all these lives. In Jesus' name. By the power of your spirit, O holy God, our worship, our praise, our study of your word will change from this day onwards. We sit and we stand in a portal in this country. And Wales... You will become effective to all of England and Ireland and move on to the parts of Europe with a new revival 
that's coming and it will come by the thousands tens of thousands by the millions that's your destiny Wales the revival will no longer go around Abergavenny it will hit Abergavenny and it will change the nations because it's not just about you it's just not about your city it's about the nations he said ask of me the nations for your inheritance and I will give it to you thank you father let his name be glorified and I want you now open your hands out to God I always pray like that with people open your hands out amen hallelujah can you have a look at your hands have a look at your palms have a look at your palms come on have you seen your palms man look at those lines there do you see you, you see those lines those lines are very important but I'm not an astrologer I'm not a palmist or palmistry but those lines are very important you know what they go north and east and south and west and they're saying to you do that go preach the gospel go north go south go east go west go preach the gospel because I'm sure this church is not building a museum where we have these great pieces there and we take people on a tour and say this person and this person and this worship leader and this musician we praise God no 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 God wants us to go out win the lost hallelujah amen I challenge my church and I said if you've been in my church for more than two years either something wrong with me or something wrong with you amen you need to go and start start the things of God because in two years I will teach you everything I know now you go do it hallelujah amen and you make people sit in front when they come after a little while they sit in the center after some years they sit at the back and finally they're out hallelujah God is using them and some of them have gone all over the world this is what is going to happen so take your hands out father I pray thank you for destiny thank you those lines are very important Lord I will obey what you put into my hands I will use my hands to raise the dead heal the sick preach the gospel never before your destiny is on my life and I will be able to change the nations amen because I'm not limited to just my neighborhood in my house send me off Lord take me away to the challenge that you give me and I pray for the church and I pray for everyone in Jesus name God bless you Can you come up? Um, you know, I just want to. Bev, can you come up? Come up, please. I just want to quickly, quickly give you a word of encouragement. Hold, hold hands, Father. I, uh, oh, Bev, just put your hands behind them. Now, God's given you two angels, my friend. I'll give you their names in a minute. 
they will be with you wherever you go there's two angels behind you they stand behind you they will always be with you the names are goodness and mercy surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life that's how god has made you remember when you fall back you fall into their arms because your destiny is to dwell in the house of the lord forever amen and so as you lead as you feed as you heed everyone the favor of the lord rests upon you you will find more strength than before you will find more revelation than before you will find greater understanding than before and your wisdom shall increase and your ability shall increase and god is going to put beside you doma gifted men who will be able to build with you may god richly bless you and provide you and this abagavani church with every provision both in men and in machine in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah thank you sir Go, be fruitful.